You're listening to Once, episode 26, Hat Trick. Welcome back to Once Podcast, the podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. I'm Dan Flynn. And I'm Jenny. This episode, Hat Trick, takes us in a different direction than it felt like we were going with Once Upon a Time. It was wonderful. (laughs) What was that face for that our audience couldn't see? Wonderland. Oh. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I'm a little bit slow tonight. (laughs) (laughs) But I really liked this episode, for one, because they gave us a different story and didn't really seem like a filler story, because I think that the character of the Mad Hatter, the hat, some of the mystery that was involved in this, moved the story along Mm, really well, also gave us more to think about, more to question. And Emma, too. Yeah. (laughs) What did you think about it, Jeremy, especially after rewatching? It was enjoyable. It it felt... Like a little bit of a side road from what we've been on with the whole Catherine thing and the impending arraignment and presumably trial and all of that stuff that's going on for Mary Margaret. I think that this is not just a one-off, here's another story for you. I think this is the beginning of something that we'll most likely revisit and that will actually be important to the rest of the series. Yeah, because if I, I think that if they wanted to cover Alice in Wonderland... They didn't in this episode. Right, right. We didn't see Alice. Yeah, they covered the Mad Hatter in Wonderland. <laughs> yes. Almost They're... like setting it up for right. Alice in Wonderland. There are a lot of pretty cool speculations on who Alice may be and whether Alice will even show up in this in, uh, in Once Upon a Time at all. Mm. Yeah. Saying that uh, Emma might be the figurative Alice oh, and things like that. So it's it's pretty neat to hear everyone's discussions that makes sense actually actually i'll just give credit to right here i have it up um yeah we're talking about from the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums they're speculating on who alice may be and one of the things that they discussed um is i believe this is slurpees 108 (laughs) um i think that emma could be an alice-like figure she went through a metamorphic rabbit hole when she was transformed out of fairy tale land in a wardrobe she's in a world that she doesn't really belong in she has the magic to make a portal to another world. And this I'm not sure about. It says she even has a white rabbit decal on her car. Hmm. I um, didn't see that. It's the one that we people were saying were the Dharma, the Dharma initiative yeah, on the back of her yellow yeah, bug. Or Metaphoric lady, or metamorphic? Metaphoric. Oh, oh that's <laughs> important. Did I say metamorphic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the caterpillar from Wonderland. Metamorphic. Well... There's a major problem with that, and they're mentioning this in a in the chat room. We do this show live on Sunday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's GMT minus four. And on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, GMT minus four. And in our chat room, they're saying the same thing. Several of them are and pointing this out. Alice was a little girl. Yeah. Emma, not so little. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, I have my speculation on who Alice may be, but I'm going to hold it for later. <laughs> okay. The beast was a beast. Rumpelstiltskin, not so much like a beast. 
right but they're, filling the role they are they are taking a lot of liberties on the fairy tales and also telling background stories like i felt like this was a background story to alice in wonderland not actually trying to tell alice in wonderland at all interesting yeah the mad hatter already existed but mm-hmm. here we find out how he came to be in wonderland sort of full-time as the mad hatter yeah i hadn't even thought about that he used the hat but he wasn't a mad hatter until he got trapped there by regina Right. I hate Wonderland. And, and the, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> and the thing of the tea party that we know uh, from Alice in Wonderland, or it's actually Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, is the actual title. Ooh. Which, by the way, I recently blogged. You can get those ebooks free from Amazon um, indefinitely. It's oh. not like just some special sale. There's even an illustrated one. But nice. go over to onespodcast.com and you can check that out. Yeah, the tea party thing. Maybe <laughs> that's because the Mad Hatter goes so crazy that he starts reliving these memories of tea parties with his daughter so he keeps having tea parties every day hoping his daughter will join him well let's get talking about this starting with fairy tale land it starts off in the woods there at jefferson's home and the queen comes and i like how grace said do you know her and jefferson says of course not which means yes (laughs) he's lying of course not so The queen knows that he has this special ability, and he's done work for the queen before, it sounds like. Where else do you think he's taken the queen? Because if that hat can lead to many other worlds... Wait. I kept thinking just to Wonderland, but I guess you're right. I I was thinking that he'd never actually worked for the queen because she was so new. Like, he was explaining the rules to her like she didn't know. Yeah, well, I think that means he never took her to Wonderland before. Yeah, that could be a rule. No, he said it's the rule of the hat. Oh. Right. Well, the so is, it's going to apply to all the all the worlds. When he started spinning the hat, she didn't know to start stepping back. So it, it looked to me like that was her first trip with the hat. It might just be for us, for the audience. Just, uh, I don't know. It did seem like she was a little bit confused with it, but... Maybe he taught her the teleportation trick. Maybe he's like a transportation expert. She just Because they went inside the hat and she did seem like she was surprised, but she said, I forgot how magnificent you are. Like, oh, he's done other cool stuff, this place. Yeah. but not necessarily was, the hat. She was saying, I forgot how magnificent <laughs> this place is. So is it just a hat that brings him to Wonderland? I mean, he had all the other doors there, so you'd think... Well, that's the thing. There are other doors, and we'll have screenshots of that in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 26 but uh, we can't tell where there's other doors lead like there's one that looks like it's maybe a brick alley brick that's the thing modern looking brick and then there's one uh, that looks like a space age door there are a bunch Jeremy of Jeremy said well, it looked like the glass elevator from Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well brick doesn't change I mean brick's gonna look like brick well this is nice clean brick oh yes yeah, I I don't know. You but, had well, mentioned like Nightmare Before Christmas, those doors. Yeah, well, I was mentioning Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, so uh, you can probably just scratch off all my predictions. Oh, and I noticed <laughs> I noticed one of the doors looked like like a house, and I was I thought maybe maybe that was the door that sent him to the house in Storybook where he is now trapped. Huh, oh yeah, yeah, there, yeah. So we'll have pictures of the show notes over. I mean, the pictures of the doors <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> Over at oncepodcast.com slash 27. Uh, when Regina um, gives him the offer, and then he's saying goodbye to his daughter, 
it's pretty neat because he says, uh, she's saying, you know, promise you won't miss, miss the tea party. And he says, promise I won't miss it for the world, which I think is really funny hmm. because he later explains how he missed the world. And mm. yeah, it just gives a new light on that little, little expression. Um, yeah, I won't miss it for the world. And that, that was a very touching scene. There was a lot of stuff in this that was like, oh, no, like heart pain kind of thing. Without actually having to rip out anybody's heart. So, <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Especially one of the other things that Grace said there. All I need is you, Papa. Please stay. Yeah. Speaking of ripping out hearts, the Queen of Hearts has quite a collection of... Yeah, well, we'll get to her in a moment. Okay. Um, but also, between <laughs> before the... Uh, the Hatter went to the Queen. There was that scene in the village. Jefferson. Or, yeah, Jefferson. <laughs> there was that scene in the village square where they were shopping. And we Ooh. should have known, even before we saw her, we should have known that the evil Queen was there. Do you know why? No. She was the hag with the bad attitude. Even before that. <laughs> even, be- <laughs> That's awesome. even before we see any person's face. Ravens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> Ravens just follow the, her. I didn't notice. Why yes, don't I notice It was this? when the camera was showing the village square from up around the town, even before it zoomed in on anybody, there was a raven sounding. We also Whoa. heard ravens in Storybrooke again when Regina got out of her car at the sheriff's office. Rumpel's girl there were is ravens in there. correcting you by saying crows, Crow, oh, which actually cr- I, I thought it said cows at first. That <laughs> much it's, different. We're thinking, oh, closed captioning calls them crows. Okay, we'll call them crows from now on. The reason I call them ravens is because uh, Riddle Raven, one of our listeners, sent in that voicemail that... Uh, talked about them and referred to them as ravens. Well, I'm going to go back to calling them crows. You just made me think of the little riddle that the Mad Hatter says. Like, why is a raven like a writing vest? <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Maybe the closed caption is wrong. Yeah. Crows, ravens, whichever we say. Blackbird. Just imagine it's one or the other. But then I think there's another one of those things where they did it for our benefit of seeing the old ugly woman transform back to the queen and then back again. That was really creepy, by the way. Her face never looked quite right, even when it was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something was um, off. Maleficent does have crows, not ravens. Okay. So they are crows. Okay. We're going to call them crows from now on. I think that ugly old woman is what Regina, evil queen, is going to look like when she takes the apple to Snow White. Which I thought it's is possible. funny. Like, who would take an apple from someone looking like that? <laughs> it just it was a little creepy for that that sense. Ugly people are unassuming, I guess. <laughs> now, now, in the Disney version... <laughs> Quotable. <laughs> and in the actual fairy tale, she drank a potion that turned her into an ugly old woman. She did? Yeah. Oh. But in... I'm pretty sure in the fairy tale version, I could be wrong there, but in... In this uh, edition of it, she's able to instantly transform back and forth. And we've seen the queen transform also from a rat or a mouse before. So her she's, true form. Yeah, in, in episode two, when the evil queen went to see Rumpelstiltskin in mm-hmm. the jail, she was a mouse. Oh, and he was oh like, that's right. I forget about that. Yeah. I forgot about that too. That whole scene there, I think, was her manipulating the situation to get jefferson to realize yeah he definitely. needs money to get these things for it but his daughter was just yeah. like 
Dad, I don't need it. Regina's an expert con artist. She is. And if we learned anything from Grace, it's if your child says, you're all I need, don't go, you should listen. (laughs) (laughs) And when your child says, I don't need the bunny doll from the scary, ugly woman, (laughs) trust her. Trust her. (laughs) Well, he made her a bunny and it was fine. Yeah. She said it was great. And she loved it. So this whole time, he's the one that's like, I'm not providing enough. I'm not providing enough. He's believing a lie. His daughter is happy with him. His daughter values him more than certain things. And that's just... He's just not listening to her. And there was Mr. Tortoise there uh, back in the cabin that the daughter had this little... Oh, um, he looked like a weasel. Thing. Like his head looked like a weasel. Did you see? <laughs> it? What was he supposed to be? Because I a thought turtle. a weasel. Turtle, and he was called Mister Tortoise. Yeah, oh, but he looked like a weasel. I know. He did I, look like a weasel. He did. I did not find him a significant character. I suppose. Well, <laughs> I, I need to give full credit here oh. to our friends over at Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, uh, oh. Jeff and Colleen. That Colleen was mentioning in their initial reactions, or they call them first thoughts episode, (laughs) a lot of information about the names Jefferson, Grace, basically more pop culture references. All credit to them that Colleen was familiar with that pop culture background there that she could share that. (laughs) So go check them out and understand what they're talking about. And they're saying in the chat room, it was called Jefferson Airplane was the name of the band and it changed to Jefferson Starship. And oh. there are some other references there. Uh, female lead singer was Grace Slick was her last name. And uh, so you can see that on Wikipedia. And we'll have a link to that over in the show notes at onespodcast.com slash 26. When we got to the Queen's Palace, Jefferson had one concern and one deal, that, one aspect of the deal that he wanted to make with Evil Queen. I want your guarantee that if I do what you ask, my daughter will want for nothing. You have my word. So he's still focusing on what his daughter wants. And the queen says, you have my word. Here's the interesting thing. The queen kept her side of her word. She did. Well, we don't know that. We We don't know that because... Well, she didn't promise him that he would return. Right. She just, if she keeps up her end of the bargain, then she's going to actually provide for Grace now. Well, the the thing that he asked her to do was he said that my daughter will never have want for anything. And in Storybrook, where is his daughter? His daughter uh-huh. is happy with the couple. Not needing anything. Oh, no, you true. don't know if she's happy. It seems like it. She's smiling. She was eating dinner. She I likes Henry. She has a crush on Henry, too. <laughs> she's happy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I know. Extrapolation. I, big jump there. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. But I think that Evil Queen did keep her bargain, but that's because Jefferson made a bad bargain. All he asked for is that she never need anything. Yeah. He, he wasn't thinking. Yeah, he didn't ask, promise me that I'll come back to her. No, and I just realized What's if, that? you know how they, they go through, just two can go through, the hat stays in the the world that they came from, correct? Yes. So when Regina went back, the hat's still in the castle. She's, she has control of that magic now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe she somehow used. For the dark curse, 
Or maybe not. No. Mm, unless Rumble still <laughs> Wait a minute. Like how I just throw out people's theories. <laughs> no. How do they get back to the hat from the door room? Because the hat's not in the door room. The hat portal is the to door room. the door room. Well, they jump into the hat from mm-hmm. the Evil Queen's castle, and then they go through the doors. Coming out, um, maybe they jump, or maybe, maybe it's... spit them out. Yeah, maybe it's one of the doors, or maybe it's something like as soon as they come out of whatever the world they entered into... They instantly come back out to where the hat was. Instead of like going back into the hat room, they come out to where they started. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do this necessarily, but we didn't see the queen again since she went through the looking gra- the looking glass. So they could pick her, you know, pick her back up, pick the story back up when she's still trying to get back or something. Maybe I doubt it. Probably but... not much to do. And I was going to say maybe they'll there'll be an episode where she and her father are sitting in the hat talking and eventually a guard comes by and turns this hat over and shakes it out and they fall out so into wonderland or through the looking glass down the rabbit hole down the hatch <laughs> the the giant caterpillar is there who are you which did you look up who it is yeah we mentioned that in our initial reaction right it's, roger uh, daltrey yeah and uh, the caterpillar lead has singer his face. of the English rock band The Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome, funny. awesome little tie-in there. Who Very cool. are you? And it's funny that he says there, "Who are you?" And that's his regular thing for the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland. But also, and they're saying this in the chat room, when Emma passed out at Jefferson's house, last thing she said before she went dark was. Who are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because they do the whole Who Are You song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, nice little tie-in. When, they, when Evil Queen and Jefferson get to the castle, we get again a hint that Evil Queen has either been here before. Well, she's probably been here before. But she's certainly had some kind of dealings with the Queen of Hearts. You know what she does to anyone that crosses her? Indeed. Better than most. So what do you think has happened before between the Evil Queen and the Queen of Hearts? I oh. have my... Go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy made a noise first. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, just that she raised Regina. That's all. <laughs> That's what I think. <sighs> yes, I had to watch my mother off people's heads all the time and... Yeah. And a lot of people in the forums and on Twitter have been suspecting that same thing. Oh, we're all brilliant. I was going to say, maybe maybe she made Regina sew the heads back on. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to say something that I thought was, I don't know, possible. Um, Say Regina's mother is, uh, Regina's mother is basically the Queen of Hearts, which we're definitely assuming, it seems. Um, I was trying to think, still going back to what did Snow do to hurt Regina? And I know this picture comes later on, but it has shown up earlier, so I'll bring it up. The picture that we have, I believe, the picture we have the child, the the girl with the heart locket in Henry's book, mm-hmm. we've seen that uh, times in the past as well, I believe. Have we seen that picture? Uh, I don't think well, we... I'll still bring it up here because it ties in well. We're trying to figure out who that person is, and someone said Snow, someone said Alice... I'm thinking, what if that was Snow and the Queen of Hearts was friends with Snow and maybe Regina thought 
that her mother favored Snow more hmm. and stole the love of the mother, and the mother gave the heart to Snow. Like Regina's mother gave um, that heart necklace to I'm Snow. So lost. Are you lost? I'm a little lost. bit. Sorry. I don't think it could be Alice in the picture because no, Alice. No, I thought that was Snow accepting yeah, the thing. That's, so that's that's more reasonable because the so girl in the picture has black hair, like 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 Snow. Right. Let me give white. some context. Okay. The picture you're talking about is a picture that Henry was looking at in the beginning of this episode. In the book. when he Yeah, when he was looking at in the book. And by the way, just in case anyone's wondering, the story on the opposite page is Snow White and Rose Red, which, which is, is actually on multiple pages. Which is funny. Yeah. Uh, I just thought the picture was Grace. Is that not right? It looks like Grace. And that's what I'm thinking is that it was Grace, but it does have that heart thing. So I was just basically thinking that Regina's mother... Um, you know, Regina and and Mary Margaret or Snow White are around. Um, Regina's a little older, but the mother might have known both of them and maybe showed love and favor to Snow and made Regina jealous. And maybe that hmm. Snow, that locket was given by Regina's mother instead of giving it to her daughter Regina. She gave it to um, mm. Snow instead, Mary Margaret, and that's what she huh. you know said that Snow took from her the her mother's love. Oh, Could be interesting. And looking Maybe. further at the picture, and we'll have this in the show notes over at onespodcast.com slash 26. This girl has brown hair and she's dressed with a bow in her hair and dressed looking like Alice. That's really, I'm changing it. I, I think I said I thought it was okay. Grace. I hadn't looked at it. Closely. I'm thinking this is actually Alice, whom we've not actually seen it can in be. this episode. Alice traditionally has blonde hair. <laughs> Hair. So, oh, really? Yeah, I'm thinking. But the oh, first so thing I thought when I saw that picture was Dorothy. Hmm. Oh, could be. Well, so that's the other thing, though. Alice could be um, Mad Hatter. Like Mad Hatter could have um, <laughs> been married to Alice. She was his wife, and that and Grace is the daughter of Alice. Here's the problem with that: Mad Hatter is a character in Wonderland. Yeah, he doesn't become mad up. until the end of this episode. Alice was a little girl when she came to Wonderland. Isn't that a little weird to you that a grown man would marry <laughs> That's a little what girl? The thing is, they could have totally switched that up. And Alice, you know, that they actually did marry. Because here's something that he says. Um, he says, because of my work, she lost her mother. She won't lose her father, too. So either Alice, I think, I think Alice might have been Grace's mother. Mad Hatter's wife, and she got stuck in Wonderland somehow. And he's back with his daughter, but he lost his wife in Wonderland. Either she got beheaded, which he didn't realize that when you get beheaded, you don't die. So maybe she got beheaded and he thought he lost her. But I think she's in I think she's in Wonderland, whether yeah, you can tie the rest in. In our chat room, Rumple Gold fan is saying, but Red Riding Hood isn't a wolf, so do we really think hair color is an issue on this show? <laughs> I'm just saying, if if they mess up Alice's hair color, I mean, clearly, she's always been blonde. You'll never forgive them. I will, will never forgive them. I ever, like ever, ever. I don't think we've seen Alice yet or have even gotten a hint of who Alice is yet. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I know. You... I agree. I Well, I think Wait, it's no. Grace's mother. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I agree with... We haven't seen her. I didn't agree with the second oh. part you threw in there right before I started. Okay, so making yeah, I, Alice I a brunette would be like making <laughs> Ariel a blonde. 
do it. They can't. Oh, okay. That's true. That's true. They can't do that. But that's different. Blonde, brunette, redhead. I mean, there's a distinct difference. This is one of Jenny's favorite fairy tales, so be careful what you say about it. I love Alice in Wonderland. Oh, They can't change her hair color. I hate Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. Yes? What is happening to the women of fairy tale land? They're getting very strong. Hansel and Gretel's mother, Jefferson's wife... Probably others that I'm forgetting. Damsel in distress. It just seems like Damsel. all these children have lost their mothers, and that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a very happy ending to me. That's like Peter Pan, too. Like, none yeah. of the last boys have mothers. Yeah. So, speaking of losing things, <laughs> there's this vault of all of these chests that the queen goes to here in the middle of Wonderland. And it's it looks exactly the same as her wall of boxes, which... <laughs> I'm not so sure we can say that they all contain hearts. Yeah. You know what I think? What? I think think the Queen of Hearts shrunk. Wow, you guys are all looking at me. (laughs) The Queen (laughs) of Hearts shrunk Henry Sr. with a mushroom and put him in the box. And Regina had to go get him and give him the the mushroom that... Which in in the newest Alice in Wonderland version, isn't it called Upper Kitchen? Ooh. Or is that the cookie that she eats? Oh, I don't remember. I haven't seen it. Okay, anyway, irrelevant. Sorry. I thought it was funny <laughs> that you just mentioned that it was a room full of chests, and it's funny that you usually find <laughs> hearts inside a chest. Ah, yeah. Well, actually, you just know they're there. <laughs> well, and oh, going along you with them that, up, you'd find them. <laughs> going along with what Jenny said, what if if Regina is the Queen of Hearts' daughter, and Henry is the Queen of Hearts' husband? Henry so, Sr. Henry Sr., yeah. So it would explain <laughs> That's why what I was thinking. Henry was there and how Henry got there in Wonderland. Maybe he was just visiting his wife or something. Or <laughs> What a belittling wife. <laughs> Could... <laughs> I was like, wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> we, got, we got an email in from Jonathan who uh, sent in a couple pictures too. He says, okay, so I'm watching this episode for the fourth time. Wow, that's more than us. And I noticed something last night. I noticed something that might be something or could be absolutely nothing. If you'd watch at 26 minutes, 29 seconds, it might be different if you've got commercials and you record (laughs) it. Evil Queen is opening her father's box. Look directly to the right of Regina's head. Now, he's talking about the scene where Regina is opening the box. I saw it. She said, I know what you're talking about. Uh, to the right of Regina's head, there's a glow on what looks like the same location as Graham's box was when Evil Queen put Graham's heart into a box oh, in weird. that wall. It felt like the sun, though, reflecting off of it. I yeah, don't and, really know what And there's a poll going. We'll have a link to this in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 27. In the forums, Jonathan started a poll asking everyone, do you think this is something special or do you think it's just the glow? So far... It's weighing on the side of people just think it's a reflection of the sun. But he continues on here. He says, I assumed it was the sun's reflection at first, but it's only on that one box right around the center circle thing. I'd say it's a reflection. But here's something else he points out. And I'm glad he sent this in because I just didn't spend enough time looking closely to figure out what these were. I also looked at what each little metal piece said, and they all say XC which is 90 in Roman numerals. And below the XC is the letter of that row, dash, box number in that row, all in Roman numerals. And then he uh, typed this out also in the form and in the email. So it's 
So each one has XC in big letters, and underneath it, it says F-IV, which is Roman numerals for F4, F5, F6, and then below that is XC, G4, G5, G6. So they're all numbered. Which XC, isn't that like 10,000? That's, that's, uh, no, that's 90. 90. Because X Whoa, is 10. I was way off. C is 100, <laughs> and since the X is before C, it's minus 10. Oh. <laughs> so Roman numerals, 90. Yeah, I'm not which, so great at Roman numerals. <laughs> the the numbering of the boxes makes sense, like the rows. But where does the 90 come in? And why was it glowing? <laughs> the sun. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm thinking. It says, just found it interesting. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> and he included some screenshots. So we'll have a link to that forum post in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 26. So you can check that out and discuss there. Vote. Join the forums if you're not already a member. Macy Grimm, who has the last name Grimm, which is just hilarious, <laughs> sent in an email with a theory here that I, I don't know how uh, this works, but she, she he, she, I'm going to assume it's a girl's name, says, <laughs> Hi guys, love the podcast. You make the wait between each episode of Once a whole lot easier to get through. So my mother and I are completely obsessed with Once Upon a Time. We also scan each episode looking for hidden clues in the background. And here's something interesting we noticed. During the scene in which the Hatter is brought before the Red Queen, nearly everyone's faces are covered. One of these people has the exact same hairstyle as Granny. Not only this, but she is also wearing a red cloak. We went back to watch the pilot episode and took a good look at Granny's front desk. There are various silver objects placed around it, but everything seems dull and dusty, except for one red heart printed on a little white card. Was it intentionally made to be the only colorful object in the scene to better draw your attention to it? I vaguely remember that. Could Jenny? Could Granny somehow have something to do with the Queen of Hearts? Obviously, she isn't the queen herself, but was that possibly her at the queen's court? If so, why and how? I would love to hear your opinions on this, and I look forward to your next podcast. P.S. My last name is Grimm. Awesome, huh? (laughs) Yes. Now, uh, Macy didn't send a screenshot with this, so I went through the episode, and I think I found what Macy was talking about. And uh, because it it seems like it's maybe the same hairstyle as Granny, but it's blonde hair, and the the figure looks younger looking, maybe from what we see. Yeah, it's a They're bit all of a stretch. Have red cloaks on though. Yeah, red is a thing. That's her color. And I think the white hair might be kind of a you know a royalty thing. Uh, could be too. well. That guy, like the do. guy next to her in the screenshot, has white hair. Yes. But we'll have this screenshot in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 26. So you can check it out and let us know if you think it's a, a granny or if it's something else. The the cutting off of the head scene, I didn't expect that to actually go through. I know. That was strange. <laughs> well, you thought it was going to get stuck halfway through? No. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get beheaded. <laughs> I didn't either. That was disturbing. And he was still alive. That was even yeah, more he was disturbing. Pretty shocked by that. Which, by the way, is the reason why I think maybe Alice was beheaded and what? he just didn't think she was dead because he just thinks 
People who are beheaded are dead. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know where... I think Alice is somewhere in Wonderland. I don't know. Probably Ooh. ahead of everyone else. Uh, <laughs> let's continue. Let's go to Storybrooke hey, before what if we... She, <laughs> she's known for beheading people, but what if she takes the hearts out of people after she beheads them and puts uh-huh. them in her little locker boxes things? Or what if she puts the heads in those locker boxes? Okay, this they is all getting fit. really they messed up. Fit. It's not. It's People's... People's body parts are just ending up all different places for no. different purposes. She categorized them with Roman numerals. <laughs> They're not getting scattered everywhere. We'll put the hearts here and the heads here. And we'll store the bodies oh, on that coat rack. And let's label them all. <laughs> so when the evil queen gets this box, and I'm backing up just a little bit again here. When the evil queen gets the box, we've all theorized that Henry Sr. is just a miniature thing in it. But watch the way she carries the box. She just like cradles it in her, uh, not really cradles it. She like holds it like a football in her arms, (laughs) sideways, crooked, all of this. Later on, she does set it down gently. And I did get a screenshot where we can see from the side partially into the box and there's nothing in there. So it's not, probably not a heart. And she sets the little bit of that mushroom so delicately in it. No. I thought she took a spoon out and got Mm -mm. part of the mushroom. I I think she, she just scraped it off with her finger with and her then finger? carefully placed it in. Okay. Yeah, just scraped finger. It. She handed a little bit of mushroom to a little tiny guy in a little box, and it was too difficult to animate the little <laughs> tiny guy in there. <laughs> and yeah, I just I try not to think too much about his time in the box and what life was like. So with upper kitchen, if it's the stuff that makes you grow up, is lower kitchen the stuff that makes you grow down, <laughs> or downer kitchen? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> thought i'd grow grow that in there (laughs) there. and the evil queen then tells us a little bit about the rivalry she has with the queen of hearts the queen of hearts has always seen me as a threat so she wanted some leverage i got it back so henry senior was leverage for the queen of hearts why do they see each other as threats I'm thinking this is giving more support to the idea that the Queen of Hearts is Regina's mother. Mm-hmm. Like mm. I said before, you go get her stuck in Wonderland so you can be the queen. And she's probably going to start telling people that woman's not a queen. <laughs> it it really does fit. I think this fits really well. Wait a minute. If If the Queen of Hearts is still alive and Regina is her daughter and Regina is claiming to be queen... Then Regina isn't really a queen because her mother, the queen, is still alive. She's still a princess. And that it just doesn't sound as evil. That could be part of it. Or maybe that's why she's in a different world, not in Wonderland, but she's in a different world, which whatever we want to call it. But there she tries to be a queen. So I you will. think Regina locked her mother in Wonderland? Ooh, maybe. That that could be. Be. That's what I said. That's what I was saying. That's thinking. what I thought you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, yep. I will submit, submit a secondary theory. If she's not her mother, she could be her stepmother. Nah, mother. It, it's, it's too many stepmothers in this fairy tale <laughs> land. Fairy tales, it's going to be a stepmother. <laughs> well, the thing is, if Regina took her mother, the Queen of Hearts, to Wonderland, then who did she take out with her? Because two can go in and two come out. True. Well, that's said, the hats rule. Yeah, yeah, and I had a theory on that before, and I don't even remember what it was. Like, of course she would have to take the hatter with her oh, and yeah. her mother, and then... Bring somebody out in place of her mother. My theory before was that she mm. took whoever she was in love with out of Wonderland. Mm. 
just going to spout out all these theories until one of them's correct, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll just throw them all until something sticks on the wall. Okay, two main ideas are that maybe Queen of Hearts is Regina's mother. Yes. We haven't seen her face, so we have no idea how old she is. The other theory is that maybe the Queen of Hearts is Snow An White's elephant. mother. Oh. Well, the <laughs> or, Queen of Hearts has brown hair, so she hasn't lost her hair color. So she can't be that old. Maybe. Either she could that or be she Snow just White's has mother. really good like hair. <laughs> and then the other thing, we might say it's some other family relationship to Regina, like maybe Regina's sister, or maybe there's some other tie-in with some other character. And in she has a trunk, so she could land. be an elephant. Maybe the Queen of Hearts is Regina's older sister. Yeah, could be. Nah, it's definitely her mother. How did the Queen of Hearts steal something from Regina? If the Queen of Hearts is married to Henry Sr., then maybe it wasn't so much stealing, but just like kidnapping while he's there. So then moving on into Storybrooke. Starts off in the sheriff's office, and this is where I was saying earlier, Henry is looking at his Storybrooke, and there is Snow White and Rose Red on one side of the page, and on the other side is this picture that looks like it's actually Alice because of the blue dress, not necessarily the blonde hair. But when Henry is looking at this, it's as if he's looking at it with a very confused face. Almost like he's going, huh? Like trying to figure something out. Now, it could just be he's trying to figure out who these characters are in Storybrooke. Or maybe he's in the section that August added to the book. Allegedly. But we'll have a screenshot of that, of his face in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 27. When they discover that Mary Margaret is gone, Mr. Gold gets really serious at Emma. Miss Swan, I know time is of the essence, but if Miss Blanchard doesn't return, her future's in jeopardy. And if you're caught helping her, so is yours. I don't care. Her future is in jeopardy or mr gold's future is in jeopardy because he's invested in mary margaret's future well he knows the future i think he knew um what to say to strengthen emma's resolve to go find mary margaret because there's this whole idea of whom is mr gold double crossing regina or emma i think he's double crossing regina yeah (laughs) and we'll talk more about that in a moment but i i do really agree with you there jenny when Emma goes out then looking for Mary Margaret, or whom we'll call this time Spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. She uh, almost runs into Jefferson. and With her car. Later on, we we learned that Jefferson had been trapped in his house for 28 days. And I'll play that clip later on. Or 28 years. (laughs) But this time, he is a mile away from his house. Because that's, that's what really he said. He said, uh, <laughs> my house is a mile down the road. So he's a ways from his house. When he faked that ankle injury and then he got into the car, the camera pans down to look at his foot as you see him limp a little. And I only caught this the second time watching this. Definitely didn't catch it the first time. His limp goes away as he gets into the car. Yeah. I was hmm. wondering why he they they zoomed in on his foot. It's one of those things that you don't catch until you know the truth. It's I think it's very subtle, but the way that then he moves and gets into the car, it looks like, oh, there's nothing at all wrong with his foot. <laughs> but we didn't see it the first time. 
or I'm curious, did anyone catch that? I, I'm sure some people suspected it was. I really suspected for it, it and didn't see it early. because why would they waste money zooming in on somebody's foot for no reason at all? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that I missed that because when he was beheaded in Wonderland, I noticed that his body was lying down and his thumb moved. But I didn't notice that his ankle stopped moving when he was pretending. So, good catch. At his house, which, by the way, is at 316. Indeed. A little lost reference there. Flight 316. Indeed. Right? Yes. Or was it 318? 316. Correct. Okay, yeah. So, uh, a number there that's significant to lost. And it could also be some biblical reference. Probably not. But in there, we learn... Something about Jefferson, or at least his hobby. I'm a bit of an amateur cartographer. Mapping the area is a hobby. I have something to say about that. Yeah. If he's been trapped in his house for 28 years, uh-huh. how is he going to be a cartographer? His telescopes. See, he's been able to look out because he's on this hill area, and he can see into maybe, all the storybook. Oh, maybe, but... I'm I'm just kind of going along with this because you guys keep saying it, but both times I've watched, I have not gotten the impression that he was stuck in the house for all 28 years. I'm pretty sure we'll, he we'll was. get to that. Okay, in, yeah, just a moment. And when he does that, he rolls out a map on the piano, and you can't really see the map very well. But I know Photoshop. Oh my! <laughs> so I took that screenshot of the map laid out on the piano transformed it around a little bit and i'll have this in the show notes that we can see a somewhat understandable map of storybrook which it looks sort of like what Green i dots. thought it yeah it's like just a bunch cheese. of dots of trees well yeah we, we see a bunch of dots of trees we see a lake <laughs> and the one road and, that leads in and out <laughs> yeah the, the major interstate which i think they said is that's the border uh 18 or 16 and the label like the the label says Storybrook. <laughs> yeah, and North. So I'll have a, a screenshot of this map in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 26 so you can check it out because it's kind of cool that you can see just the map in this shot and it's all transformed. It's blurry, so don't expect to see much detail. Sorry, I don't work inside a movie, so I can't hit the instant enhancement button to be able <laughs> to see it. But then uh, there was that spot. Emma says, who are you? before she blacks out by the way i really liked um the people who do the the costume designers and also the decorators of the rooms um the pillows in the mad hatter's mansion jefferson's mansion had um a labyrinth pattern on it Mm. and also had some paintings that looked sort of puzzle like where almost like the stair steps that go sideways and up ways and down ways and back ways the impossible Um, staircase yes so it was pretty cool. They had like a 3D type lab- labyrinth and then they had the um the maze that they had in the the uh the bushes and stuff right before she got the heart. Which by the way, that 3D thing mm-hmm. was also around that vault. They walked across a sidewalk and you could look down underneath the sidewalk and you saw the yes. trees were also sideways and there were stairways going in odd directions right, right underneath before they approached that vault. And got the, the chest with um, yeah. Henry. So yeah, it was pretty well, cool. We'll have a screenshot of this in the show notes again over at oncepodcast.com slash 26. So you can check that out. But it's it's one of those uh, uh, cool, like, I forget what that stairway is called, um, where it's like the never ending stairway or stairways that go in different directions. But we'll have that over in this show notes for 
this episode of Once Podcast. And I'll just bring up the other things too. I noticed about the decor later on. Um, we have a, in the room that uh, Mary Margaret's in, we actually have a lamp that looks, uh, that's made from a teapot. And then the same, the same fabric used in the, the um, pillows in his main room are also used in the curtains uh, where, where Mary Margaret's being held captive. Mm. So it's pretty cool where they brought in Wonderland into his house. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, those things. And we'll have some pictures of those pictures in the show notes. <laughs> I uh, thought his too, chandelier or... was pretty cool. All those like reading lamps. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I yeah, loved in it. His, in his hat shop. Yeah. Or area. That was cool. So when he starts explaining and coming forward to Emma and telling her what uh, he's doing and about the curse. He said that uh, he acknowledged that the curse is trapped. And it, he said it keeps everyone trapped here in Storbrook except you, Storybrook. I think I said Storbrook. <laughs> uh, and so he's, he knows that Emma can come and go, or he thinks that anyway. But also, he says that, that uh, he's been trapped there for 28 years. I think that he's been stuck in the house and I, I have that clip. Go ahead. I'm though, pretty Jenny. sure. Um, I'm pretty sure it, he was actually saying that he was stuck in the house. Cause why else would he have those telescopes? Here's, mm-hmm. here's what he actually said. Because for the last 28 years, I've been stuck in this house day after day, always the same until one night you and your little yellow bug roll into town and the clock ticks and things start to change. Okay. Yep. Stuck in the house. <laughs> Daniel and Dan were right. And Jenny. Oh, you agreed? I did. I'm sorry. So Jeremy is the only one who was wrong. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so he's been able to go out since she arrived, though. I just want to know what he did on right. the first day that he was able to step out of his front door. <laughs> Got more tea because he was he out. dancing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he didn't realize it at first. I, I don't know if he can even see the clock How from did he, his house. Like eat and stuff. This is one of the things that maybe there was like a limbo. We sort of discussed this in the first few episodes where they were stuck in this limbo that they they existed, but they didn't, Point they didn't really have self acknowledgement, <laughs> self awareness. So. Yeah, and he says that Emma brought magic to Storybrook. That right. that Storybrook, he said that you brought something special to Storybrook. Magic. She changed things. as if magic didn't exist before she came maybe she's definitely um, changing things. pretty cool though because that was a magic tree that saved her from the curse so maybe in order to protect her it put its magic in her instead of just shielding her from the curse but put um yeah definitely like put the magic in her and that's why she actually carried it back into storybrook yeah could be or or maybe something about uh, rumble stiltskin had somehow enchanted her or enchanted uh James and Snow when they came and visited him. We don't know that for sure. But then as they start talking and Jefferson is trying to convince Emma of this, he says, What's crazier than seeing and not believing? Because that's exactly what you've been doing since you got to a little hamlet. Emma is seeing this stuff. She's not acknowledging it and she's not believing it. That's reality for you. (laughs) (laughs) But then you look at someone, and we mentioned this before, you look at Jefferson, and in our initial reactions, we mentioned this, that it's like a back and forth. At some point, you feel like, yeah, this guy is absolutely crazy. 
And then at some point, it's like, no, this guy is absolutely right. Yeah. That it, and crazy. <laughs> it makes sense both ways because we hear what it would sound like for someone who doesn't believe this to hear these things. And it's like, yeah, this sounds completely crazy and downright creepy since he's looking at the neighbor's house and seeing his daughter and convinced that's and his daughter. Sticking and, his face all up in Emma's hair. I mean, he just, yeah. The getting her hair years. caught in his little scruffy face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the 28 looks... years did a number on him. He's still right, but Did anybody else the notice the colors of his hat room? It was black and white and red. Mm-hmm. Like chess and, and checkers. Yeah, the they had a red and white soccer, soccer ball, um, black and white guitar, red and white speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the wallpaper almost looked card stylish. Like the way they mm-hmm. have the spades and things like that in mm. it. So it's pretty cool. Yep. And I think, Jenny, you pointed out the electric guitar yeah, I in did. the room. Yeah, in that hat room, he's got an electric guitar. Which well, may be a reference to some of these musical references that have been throughout the episode. Oh, he had a cello when he mm-hmm. initially gave Emma the, the tea that knocked her out. And of course, the piano mm-hmm. in the room. Can't ignore I mean, the piano you might as well room. learn instruments and we're stuck in a house for 28 years. His Maybe house it ordered. is really modern. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Seeing everything else has sort of been, we can't Dated. really tell yeah, what time it is exactly. Maybe because he's one of the few people that is outside of the curse or, well, no, he's in the curse, but he's outside of the time effects of the curse. He's been knowledgeable he's not, that 28 though. years. He knows that 28 years have passed. He didn't age. True. Hmm. Something interesting too. Um, um, we know the Storybrook is actually a real live place that they are filming this at. So I wonder if things like the mansion um, is in in the town that they're using for Storybrook yeah, or Stevenson. It's something else. Yeah, I wonder if it's a different place or if that mansion's actually there because it does doubtful. seem out of place. Yeah, it's doubtful. Um, Probably it, not. I would think, but it might be. Or it's, it's actually Steveston, and our oh. friends over at uh, Once Upon a Time Podcast dot com have a map over there. I think it might be once upon a time podcast.com slash map but uh they, they i don't think they have the location of his house quite yet on it but then as he continues on jefferson that is talking through all of this he's trying to get emma to realize there's not much of a difference between history and stories stories what's a story when you were in high school did you learn about the civil war yeah of course how did you read about it perchance in a book how is that any less real than any other book? History books are based on history. And story books are based on what? Imagination. Where does that come from? It has to come from somewhere. I was expecting him to say, what are story books? What are story books based on? They're based on stories. <laughs> because history books are based on history. So I just thought that was funny that they used imagination instead of story. <laughs> and then I, I really like what he said about magic. You know what the issue is with this world? Everyone wants some magical solution for their problem, and everyone refuses to believe in magic. Totally true. (laughs) Again, he refers to it as this world, which plays in more when he explains that there are different worlds. Because Emma is saying, this is all there is. There is no magic. There's none of this special stuff like that. And he once again gets in her face. (laughs) This is the real world. A real world. How arrogant are you to think yours is the only one? There are infinite more. You have to open your mind. They touch one another, pressing up in a long line of lands, each just as real as the last. All have their own rules. Some have magic, some don't. And some need magic. Like this one. And that's where you come in. 
So this parallel universes kind of thing, parallel worlds, we've seen, I think, a few of them. Would you guys agree that a few of these other worlds, we've seen the doorway to them, at least from the hat? I think so. Yeah. Mm. The hallway of doors. So the hat can get to probably some of these other worlds. And Dan, did you already say what you thought some of those other worlds were from the <laughs> we doors? Discussed I it, but it I was serious. Just, yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't being right. serious. But they had a lot of really neat materials. Everything, like the bricks, the stone, the wood, the metal, the possible glass. I mean, they're they're all very neat, very neat, unique materials. In our chat room, Midnight Dreary and uh, oh, yes. Noni are suggesting Oz, Oz is one of them, <laughs> oh, which. Yeah could make sense that Oz would be a different world. I think they've opened this up now for us to get this understanding that there are different Mm -hmm. worlds and that not everything has to be happening in the same fairy tale world, but different fairy tale worlds. It's a little funny that, you know, the the hat brought them to Wonderland or brought them to the doors to pick. But if Oz and Oz, um, the, the twister, brought her into... The Wizard of Oz land. It was over the rainbow. Right. But it was because of the, the twister that came <laughs> in, correct? Yeah. So the hat sort of made a twister of, of magic as it sucked them down <laughs> into it. So I don't know if there's a correlation there, but it's pretty neat. It, it was an out of control hat. It was not a tornado. Those, <laughs> those old timey Kansans just didn't know the difference. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was hard. They kept showing scenes from Wizard of Oz in the book, in the pilot, and it was difficult to imagine them working that story into what they've done in fairy tale land and now they have laid a foundation for being able to incorporate stories that are too different yeah and i like that yeah because then it does it does mean that they don't have to fit everything into a particular box and they're also suggesting in the in the uh, chat room neverland could be one of these Mm -hmm. if if they can figure out these supposed copyright issues with uh, Peter Pan. (laughs) They're working on that still before the season finale. (laughs) (laughs) So then when, through all of this, talking about the different worlds, Jefferson says that his curse is that he, like everyone else, has had their love ripped from them. Yeah. And his love is right next door. Well, sort of. Yeah, well, in in that house. And by the way, in the telescope, in in the (laughs) forums, it was Heather actually started this topic about Grace's fake family in the real world. And it looks like it's very hard to tell, but it looks like it's the same people that are Jefferson's neighbors in Storybrooke that now have Grace are the same people that Grace goes to in Fairytale Land when Jefferson leaves to work for the Queen. I still don't remember seeing them in Fairy Tale. I gotta start watching the show more closely again or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I missed them too. We'll have a couple screenshots of those in the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash twenty seven. And I, I think it looks like they're the same. It's very difficult to tell. So Jefferson's curse is that he has all of these things, but he can't share them. Right, the knowledge that he didn't want to bestow upon his daughter. But it seems that his daughter, like I mentioned earlier, is getting all the nice things and not needing anything like he asked the queen to make the deal with him. So if the daughter ends up needing her father, sort of breaks Regina's uh, promise. 
Things don't need anything or something. So I'm not sure if Regina cares about her word too much. Her word, she's broken it in the past and it's not done anything. So apparently it's not as binding as Mr. Gold's. (laughs) Right. But Emma starts to sound like she believes this or maybe she's just playing I think she believed it, but still played him. And Mm. that's why, especially, uh, especially seeing that the fact that when she said then that means the person in the next room is my mother. And later on, when they're on the ground and they're free, she refers to Mary Margaret as family. She's like, yeah. oh, I mean friends. So it's deeper than just pretending. You know what I and think? And her eyes were getting watery. True. <laughs> I, I think she was doing a really good job of acting because he was freaking her out. I thought she didn't believe him and she was just wanting to tell him what he wanted to hear so that he would leave them alone. But... When he like whoosh disappeared, I think that's when she started believing, which is why she used the word family and then corrected herself. I think she's starting to believe. She saw that scar. Mm. Yeah, she mm. did see the scar. I think yeah, that's further evidence. You know, yeah, towards uh, his story being true. It's like a lot of things happened at the same time. That this is now someone else who has told her about fairy tales and all of this and has absolutely no knowledge of the book already. There's been Graham. Uh, who is now gone. Sorry, everyone, for mentioning Graham again. (laughs) But then uh, Henry, of course, all during this. And now Jefferson. Well, she did ask for the book, which makes me think that she is starting to believe. She's, I wouldn't say starting to believe, but starting to question things. Hmm. And maybe wanting to believe, because that's what she actually said to Jefferson is, that means that woman in the other room is my mother, and I want to believe that. I think she was doing a really great job at, of acting and telling him exactly what he wanted to hear. Yeah. Someone in the... Making him believe her. In the chat room, um, it's Noni. Yeah. Uh, says that uh, Emma says that Emma does not believe in magic, but she knows something is up. So, yeah, I can understand that. I like that idea. The fact that she doesn't believe in the magic still, but something is connected. There is more. I mean, she already knows Regina. She's a, she's after Regina now. So she is, she does know something's up, and she is trying to figure it out. More than just believing in the magic, do you think Emma has magic? Because Jefferson was convinced that she had to make this hat completely from scratch and he told her make it like this one he showed her another hat and he told her make it like this one she did a pretty good job <laughs> for yeah. being an amateur did she actually do it apparently I didn't think she got very far yeah they should have showed the well, process but he didn't he, it was like poof oh hat <laughs> it was it was overnight really she was working on it all night okay. See, I didn't because that, it was almost so morning when she finished with the hat and tried to get emma out they're a little fast and loose with the sunrises and sunsets yeah yeah Mary Mary by the way Spot. um when Matt Hatter, Jefferson, shows the scar in his neck, it was cool when he did that because you realize they gave a purpose to why the Mad Hatter always wore scarves mm-hmm. to hide that. And you see his daughter later on when she sees Henry in Storybrooke, she has a scarf on, not because she's been beheaded, but just the you know tying in her and uh, the Mad Hatter. But it's pretty neat. That's a stretch. Maybe she was just wearing a scarf because it was cold. No, I said not because she was beheaded, but I think it was tying into oh, okay. the her father being the Mad Hatter wearing scarves. But the well, fact that a, he wore it just to hide his... He hadn't always worn scarves, right? 
I can't remember if he wore it in the beginning no, episode. Yeah, he didn't. So he started wearing the scarves after being beheaded so that he wouldn't show a scar. Right. In in Storybook, we see him with a scarf until there's that tussle in the room where he had Mary Margaret. And the scarf Emma, get loosened. Yeah, Emma gets pulls loosened. the scarf off. <laughs> and then Mary Margaret does that cool kickboxing thing. And the sound... Right after hitting him with a croquet. Yes. The sound that Jenny was referring to earlier is Oof. this. sucked right Magical. in. Magical. I think he went through the hat. I think so, mm-hmm. too. Yes. And Emma actually has magic. If the hat worked and Emma made it, that means Emma has magic. But her superpower doesn't work very well because she didn't know he was lying either. <laughs> Whoa. Good point. I wasn't thinking about this, that this whole time. <laughs> Wait a minute. He wasn't lying. He was limping. Uh, he was taking her back yeah. to his house. He was ha. giving her stuff to drink. Hmm. yeah well you know she had just almost hit the guy well the limping yeah. part I can, maybe her senses she missed. like her <laughs> her lie detector thing wasn't like cranked up or maybe. it could be <laughs> that she realized because she's he's lying she wants to investigate it a little bit and find out mm. because why else would she go out of her way to take the time when she's urgently searching for Mary Margaret and stop by this guy's place and have tea. She's, caught she's completely, a nice person. She was caught completely off guard by the tea. Yeah. But oh, she made up for it by escaping, by breaking the teacup, because that was completely awesome. She drank that tea awfully fast. <laughs> like one sip, and it, the cup was empty. She was thirsty. Weird. And it was cold outside. She needed it. <laughs> Then it's back at the sheriff's office where Mary Margaret and Emma rush to get there. And Mary Margaret's back in prison. Mr. Gold's there. Mr. Gold walks Regina out. Then there's this exchange with Regina and Mr. Gold. And I've just got the whole thing here. So let's go through this. What is she doing here? She came back. You said this was going to work. That she'd take the key that she'd go. And she did. But it seems that Miss Swan is rather more resourceful than we thought. I think Mr. Gold knew that Emma would find Mary Margaret I and bring her that. back. I said that. I said that. He did seem surprised. Well, I don't know. I think he was just happy. Like, he, he didn't know, even though he can see the future, I don't think he really knew that Mary Margaret would choose to come back. I think he did. Or did I he even he did. know that they would run into Jefferson? You know what else I think? I think he hired Jefferson. Oh. I think mm. Mary Margaret would have heard them talking that loudly <laughs> from just the hallway. Nah. <laughs> she's she's quite a ways away. But when when he's saying this, remember what he said to Mary Margaret when they discovered that I mean to Emma when Mary when they discovered that Mary Margaret was gone, is Mr. Gold was pushing Emma, saying, you have to find her. If you don't find her by tomorrow morning, then it's even bigger trouble. Mm -hmm. So 8 a.m., yeah. Yeah, so he's pushing her to find her on time. I think because he wanted Mary Margaret found. Yeah. He's playing both sides of this. He knows the future. I'm pretty sure he knew Mary Margaret would come back. So he continues on with Regina. Fear not, your majesty. <laughs> there it is. Fear, Fear not. not. <laughs> but he does call her your majesty again. <laughs> now you're still guilty of murder. You may yet get what you want. Oh. He said, 
Miss Blanchard's still guilty of murder. He didn't say if. He said she's still guilty of murder. I mean, doesn't he just have to say, oh, that's right. It's going to be a court. It's not going to be like Regina actually has power to sentence her or not. Right. <gasps> Otherwise, he's like, please don't press charges. Okay. <laughs> Since we don't know who the Queen of Hearts is, would it be hilarious if the Queen of Hearts was the judge? <laughs> judge Judy. <laughs> I thought of it. I knew what you were thinking when you gasped. That was hilarious. <laughs> so I think that he's, though, saying this just so that Regina believes him. Because he's also still trying to play Regina. He's fulfilled his part of a deal they made. And again, what is Regina's part of this deal? Why better? The only reason I made a deal with you, Gold, is because I wanted results. And results you shall have. He doesn't ever say what results <laughs> that, yes. that will be. And he doesn't actually, like... like He's he's stating facts that are that are true, like Mary Margaret is still, you know, she's still guilty. Of right, murder. He's stating facts and things that will happen, but not saying he's what not, the actual outcome will yeah, be. Yeah, no, he's not lying to her. He's results saying, will happen. Yeah, my results. You know, he's still in control. He's he's holding the power. They, I. It makes me wonder what were the actual terms of the agreement. Like, what did he say he would do? Did he say he would? enable mary margaret to escape and then imply that that would help regina and regina was like yes that's great do that or did he imply something else like i will do this this and this and he's only done one of those things so far so has he fulfilled his side of the bargain or does he have more to do and what is it that regina bargained with him we don't know i threw out the idea that you know told him you know i can help you try to find bell or something like that. But I don't think you guys like that idea. I think it's, I think it's too strong of a card to play Mm -hmm. and she could find something else to get him to be persuaded. Yeah, exactly. Especially what did he do over a teacup? So (laughs) (laughs) I think whenever he was making that deal with Regina, I think he was as crafty at making the deal as Regina was at making the deal with um, Jefferson, like the wording I think that's going to happen because I do think that Mr. Gold is playing Regina. And there's some discussion about this in the forums at oncepodcast.com slash forums about who is double crossing whom. Well, which one is Mr. Gold double crossing, either Emma or Regina? And I think the majority opinion is that he's double crossing Regina. Well, he said he was invested in Mary Margaret's future. Yeah. But then again, he also made some deal with Regina, so he said something to her. So he's lying to someone, and I'm thinking he's lying to Regina mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he knows who Emma is. And they're sort of enemies. Yeah. But also not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we have more to find out about what their history is <laughs> after all. But we'll have a link to the forum post about the double crossing in the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 26 We got some uh, additional feedback about this episode from a couple people, and uh, I forget how to properly pronounce her name. This is the, I think, Italian name. I pronounced it once, and she said, you got it right, Philomena, Philomena. Uh, She said, hi, uh, Philomena here. I had a few thoughts and too much time on my hands at work about this episode. Is Grace slash Paige now aging? She looked the same age as in fairy tale world. 
Is she and other children now truly beginning to age now that the clock started moving? Jefferson said he was in the house for 28 years. I think he was able to walk in the woods and leave the house because Emma is changing things. Well, first of all, I'm going to say yes, characters are aging now. Well, yeah, I think I said that on Sunday. Yeah. It was It's worse now. He's the been clock started ticking. watching his daughter and living without her, but now he really has to do something because now she's growing up without him. Yeah. I think this is to Henry's benefit, though. Henry has been in this town for 10 years watching school kids <laughs> around him not aging, and there's this girl that has a crush on him, and he's been too little. Well, now he's finally caught up with oh her goodness. age, and now they can grow old together. Perspective. <laughs> wow. She just said hello. <laughs> That's all. Yes. It's all that needs She went to out of her way to say hello, and she looked back at him as she walked away. That means she has a crush on him. Well, we had to see her face. We saw it a couple times. <laughs> we saw it. <laughs> uh, she continues with this email saying, uh, did he remember who he is because he is mad? Does this mean Belle remembers who she is? Jefferson's name is the same because uh, anyone in the... In, is Jefferson's name the same because anyone in Wonderland was not affected by the curse? Mm, I I wouldn't say so. I think somehow the curse seemed to affect other worlds. Or maybe he had just gotten back to fairy tale land when the curse was enacted. Maybe. We'll see. Actually, he probably didn't because he still wants Emma to make a hat. It couldn't have affected all worlds because they came to ours, so I don't even know. True. I well, see what you're saying there. It was the curse to end all curses. So maybe that spreads to the other worlds. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's some way that Regina linked these worlds together. So in that last scene, Emma takes the storybook from Henry. And why? She, she's already read the storybook. Do you think she's wanting it so that she can reread it and start to try and compare these things to the reality she sees? She's never read the whole thing. Yeah. When did she read it before? Well, there was one time before when she read at least the part about her. Oh, the, the oh, pages right. she ripped he, out. Well, he, he gave her those out. pages separate, so she actually never read from the actual no, she, book. She ripped those pages out. No, no, Henry did. Did he, he said yeah. I didn't want <laughs> Regina to find. I didn't want my oh, mom to find it. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, so she's read at least that much. Maybe she wants to read more from it. And well, she she definitely does. She's pulling this. Well, I think, I think that she's starting to believe or question or whatever you want to say. So she's wanting to go back and read over everything again, or particularly the Mad Hatter story, because, and I just lost my reason. Sorry. (laughs) Because she might believe it. Because now she's actually linking characters. Because now she's actually thinking differently. Like she's reading the story in a whole new light now. Could be. When she got that storybook from Henry, then it showed it, she was looking at that page where the Hatter was there looking really crazy looking. <laughs> and it cuts to that scene of him there. Mm-hmm. And it cuts back to her. And it almost looked like maybe that was something she saw in no, her mind. I don't think so. Because Henry is like, Emma, Emma, what's wrong? Like he has to snap her back. I think she was just recognizing that that was the guy that she saw. Right, when he saw the daughter, he linked, uh, she linked the other stories together. Yeah. Henry doesn't know that Emma met Jefferson. That's right. He doesn't. I think she was just recognizing him in the book. 
Like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a shame you shouldn't tell them. uncanny. Like, you met the Mad Hatter? <laughs> <laughs> so then she looks at the picture of Alice, or she, she looked at a couple pictures, and then she wants to borrow the book, and Henry is so proud of her. I wonder if Henry is thinking she's starting to believe, or Henry sees it definitely as a step in the right direction. We also got a voicemail in from another listener, from Belle. Hi, this is Bell. I'm calling from the U.S. Um, I actually run the um, Bell fan page on Facebook. And um, I just wanted to start off by saying that I'm a huge fan of your show, and I wanted to thank you guys so much for all that you do. I listen to you guys all the time, and I think that what you are doing is awesome. Um, okay, this is something that I've been wanting someone to point out for a really long time about this show, and I think that the Once Upon a Time writers are just starting to address it. There are a lot of fairy tales where the main characters do not get a happily ever after, at least in the traditional sense. The original Little Mermaid is actually probably the best example of this, um, which I, I really hope that they address that story in future episodes. But I find it really interesting that the Once Upon a Time creators are including Alice in Wonderland and some more modern stories in the fairy tale canon, when in the strict literary sense, they're actually not fairy tales. Um, one of the meaningful points behind this is that these stories do not give their characters happy endings. Alice wakes up for her dream back into her ordinary life, and um, in the original story, the Hatter is basically on the run from the wicked, from the, excuse me, from the Red Queen, who's trying to kill him. Um, no great happy ending for him in Wonderland in the original story. And all of this leads me to a theory that I've had for a long time um, and this has actually been hinted at by the creators in interviews, which is that happy endings can be subjective, and in reality, going back to the fairy tale world might not be a happy ending for everyone. One of the theories I have after Hat Trick is that when a character dies in Storybrooke, they go back to the fairy tale world, which would actually be along the lines of what they did in the series Lost. Um, and if the Hatter went back to the fairy tale world, he's stuck there without his daughter and still insane. And is that really for the best? Is that really a happy ending for him? I think that as the series continues, we're going to learn that the rules of Storybrooke are a lot more complex than we imagine. I think Mr. Gold is operating based on extensive knowledge that we have no idea of, and part of that knowledge is that a happy ending for him and many of the other characters is not as simple or black and white as just getting everyone back to Storybrooke. And keep in mind, Rumpel created the curse, which I'm assuming means he also created the town charter, and I'm sure there are a lot of rules and loopholes that no one knows about but him. Um, I think there's a lot more at stake than any of us can imagine in the way these stories are playing out. And I think that um, that's going to be really interesting to track as things continue. Um, thank you again so much. And I really look forward to listening to your next podcast. Thank you very much for sending that in, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, and I, I think she's right on there with that these are going to be a lot more complex than we might realize. I can agree that not everyone in fairy tales have a happy ending. I mean, think of all the bad guys whenever... You know, somebody lives happily ever after, like the bad guys are still like they they don't get their happy endings. <laughs> but I have to disagree with the Mad Hatter theory that she has, because in the original Disney version, he's not running for his life. Like they're in the court scene and he's testifying against Alice, you know, ridiculously, but he's never really running for his life. She Alice is. And that's how Alice in Wonderland ends. She wakes up. The movie. The movie. But is remember, she pulling from Grim Fairy Tales or some other version? The than book, yeah the, yeah. the actual book is a bit different. Okay. In that, and but uh, Horowitz and Kitsis has said have said that they are doing their own spin 
on -hmm. these stories. They are giving certain nods to Disney things, certainly, and we've seen that plenty because the Disney stories are what how most of us learn these fairy tales or visualize them growing up. But they are doing their own take on these things. And I think that's what we're seeing in some of these things, like seeing this. I think it's, like I said earlier, I think it's a background story to Alice in Wonderland. This isn't the actual Alice in Wonderland story that they might cover later on, but I think it's a background. I think we'll see Jefferson again, maybe. Agree. Yeah. He was too strong of a character, and we know he's alive. Certainly, if we see the Queen of Hearts again, I think we might see him around. I think we're going to see the Queen Queen of Hearts again. And Emma's tweet um the actual actor uh posted about the fact that everyone's sort of going to get together and all these stories are going to mesh so it's great that they're still introducing new characters this last minute and we'll see how they all connect hopefully soon it's interesting that you say that the stories mesh because that kind of sounds like what the mad hatter said about all the world's touching Mm. and jefferson is the first to leave oh that's true graham died (laughs) sorry Man, that's twice in one episode. <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. Where did Graham go? Like, did they bury him? Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, listeners, we would love to get your feedback on this episode. And you can comment on the show notes over at oncepodcast.com slash 26. And after this next episode of Once Upon a Time airs this Sunday, which will be April 1st, give us your feedback on that episode as soon as you can. Let us know your theories and thoughts and certain things that stood out to you, you can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can go to the website oncepodcast.com and click on the send a voice message button there. And again, I want to say that our hosting costs have gone up, so we're looking at getting some sponsors. If you have some connections with people you think would make great sponsors for this, please email us and we'd love to get in touch with someone who would be interested in sponsoring this podcast. And we've received some donations from some people. So thank you so very much. I didn't uh, put the list of names in front of me. So I I will be sure to include that again in the future of some people who have donated to help pay the bills for this month uh, for the new bills that are much higher now with a more powerful and faster server. But also go over to oncepodcast.com and make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, leave a rating or review over in iTunes, if that's how you found us. And we have an Audible membership that if you join our Audible link, you can try Audible free for 30 days, not pay anything, but we still get paid for it. Now, Audible is a really cool service and you might enjoy sticking around, but they have Alice in Wonderland in there as an audiobook. And they also have Through the Looking Glass, the sequel to Alice in Wonderland. Both of those are in there as audiobooks. And one of those could be your free audiobook during those first 30 days. So you can get that by going to oncepodcast.com slash audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E. And if you join, even just as a trial member, it does help benefit the show. So we would really appreciate that if you would. And follow the show on twitter.com slash oncepodcast. And then you can follow each of us on twitter.com. And uh, I'm at the ramen noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash phlegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Dan Flynn. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Dan Flynn Design. And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. So make sure that you check out the forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And remember that when the evil queen asks you for one last job, 
never say yes. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts over at noodle.mx.